Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Uh, my guest for this afternoon, this evening is Felicity Palmatia. She's a professional surfer. She's an artist. She's an activist. And she's just a pretty cool chick from all accounts. Um, you're our first lady guest on the podcast. Cool. So I don't know if that means anything or not. Um, Good to be first. And you're also the first guest that I don't actually know. So Day of first. That's it. So it'll be uh, be different, but I'm sure we'll find some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Like the waves at the moment on the Goldie. Oh, they're absolutely amazing. I mean, we've had such a big flat spell that, yes, yeah, finally arrived and far out. I've been surfing my brains out the last few days and my arms currently feel like noodles. But, um, yeah, it's been good. I had a contest today down at uh, Kingscliff and far out. The, there was a bit of eastern swell yesterday, so there wasn't too much of a sweep going down the points. But then today, swapped to south and, my God. Um, Just ripping yeah, you down. Yeah. Like, we're talking, like, full Grummy-style heats, like doing beach runarounds and catching one wave and hoping that you don't fall off because, you know, you're only going to catch one or two. Like, it's pretty full on. It was good. It's good to get back in the jersey again, start of the year. Yeah, so you do the WSL big wave stuff, right? Yeah. Do so, you have aspirations to do the ladies tour? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. Um, I had a pretty successful junior career, and uh, I started. I've always done like been a competitive surfer, and then I was doing qualifying series from like seventeen years old. So I was doing that before big wave surfing, but I've always loved big wave surfing, and um, that opportunity only came up. A couple of, a year ago now, um, because to be invited to the first ever women's big wave event at Jaws, and um, yeah, but I've always done the qualifying series as well, and I don't like to really like say oh, I'm just a big wave surfer, or I'm just a you know competitive surfer. You're just or, a you surfer. Know, just, I just surf yeah. and I just make do with whatever conditions I have, and um, yeah, but yeah, so I I almost did qualify for the tour when I was uh, how old? Eighteen. Yeah. Um, so what happens like the top six from the qualifying series go on and the bottom six from the world tour drop off. And I finished number seventh when I was 18. So, um, one of the girls got pregnant on tour and I got to go on for half of the year. So it was like this bittersweet sort of like, yeah, you're on. yeah. And, um, so I got to do like half the events and, um, yeah. And then after that, I got so over competitive surfing. Cause I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like traveling halfway around the world, like surfing waves that are worse than where I just came from, especially on the QS. Like it's, it's pretty tough. Um, and I just kind of like wasn't really loving surfing anymore. And so I stopped doing like competing for like a whole year and a half. And then the opportunity for the big wave thing come up and I was like, 
fuck, you know what? I'm just going to go for this because, like, I've always loved surfing big waves and I grew up in Western Australia. I was like, yeah, they, you know yeah, what? They get decent waves. <laughs> yeah, 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 we do. Really good waves. And um, so I've always been used to power and, um, yeah, uh, this big swell came up and um, I'd let a few of the friends at home know that I wanted to, like, start getting into it. Because a lot of the boys down in Western Australia have skis and they're really hooked up and they're really dialed in. Like, I knew that they'd took, look after me. And, um, yes, yeah, so this massive swell gets forecast and this is back in 2015 and uh, swell, swell lines like forecasting the biggest uh, like double XL, double XL swell in like years. And I get this email from my friend and he's like, hey. Like, it's on. <laughs> it's on. And I was like, fuck. I didn't think we'd be going like, I thought we'd be like eating, easing our way into yeah, it, you know. Yeah, this is too real. I was like, shit, what have I got myself in there? And I was like, nah, fuck it. Like, let's just go. And um, anyway, I just had, I booked a f- um, ticket, went back home to Western Australia and uh, yeah, I had six hours on the plane to think about what I was doing. I was just oh. like, God. And I had no idea what I, like, I did know what I was getting myself into, but far out. Anyway, and get off the plane, picks me up, drive down south, get out there the next morning and um, ended up towing a few waves at a spot called Cow Bommy, which is pretty well renowned, like down there, yeah. a big wave spot. And, um, and then after that, like kind of like reignited my love with surfing and then I started training for big wave surfing and I was like, shit, I feel like the best I've ever felt like mentally and physically. I'm going to give competitive surfing, like, like you know, crack, yeah. and I just feel like I got there before without being so prepared. And now I feel the best I ever have, felt, ever have felt. So I'm like, why wouldn't I try again? I don't want to have regrets, you know? Cause that's the thing with um, the big wave surfing is there's just so much consequence and it, it goes away from just like, you kind of go out on your board. Like I can go for a surf right now at Snapper by myself and be cool. You can't go to Cow Bommy in Western <laughs> Australia without like, skis without you know even yeah. nowadays you got the inflatable vest yeah. and that you've got a team of dudes like the best dudes in the world mm. always almost nearly die like you see some <laughs> of the you know what i mean like it's heavy shit yeah, like you is. can't just fucking rock up and have a crack you know what i mean i know so, i know it's funny i mean like there's no like real training days for it i mean obviously you can go out on a ski when it's a little bit you know a little bit smaller or whatever and stuff around and get the feel of being on the ski and how the vests work and everything but the days you practice are the days when it's big it's just and game day there's yeah. just consequence like straight up like you've got to be prepared and there's so many different like things that can go wrong and yeah it's, it's pretty hectic sport but like they're the things also that make me love it too you know yeah. like it's pretty pretty different like that even the equipment side of it's crazy because you're not like you get a, a quiver from a shaper to do the qs right yeah and you're like giving feedback tests and boards and then you get like oh this is the magic stick and then you go like yeah just give me a nine ten foot gun and i don't know just <laughs> see how it goes so it's not even on the preparation side of the equipment you it's just testing on game day which everyone's yeah. like don't test on game day yeah, yeah i mean to be honest like that's how i did think it was um but there is a lot of like tweaking that you can do and even, um, you even can surf not those. surfing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like if your big board goes good when it's small, usually it's going to go good when it's big. Hmm. If you can turn that board when you take off on a small wave, two foot burly or whatever, it usually means it's going to go all right when it gets bigger, like, which is a bit of a general rule. Huh. Um, yeah, I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't know that either until like I started getting more into it. And is it, yeah, the more you, you just, it's like opening a can of worms, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, you you could go like either way with it too. You could go so in circles, like chasing your tail. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's why you've got to have a good shaper that you just kind of trust, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, far out. Have, I mean, <laughs> have you ever shaped the board? No, no. Why don't you do that? I know. I've cut a like the twin fin sec, like no, the oh, swallowtail like section out yeah. of a twin fin before, but that's about the extent of my board shaping. I got <laughs> I got so nerdy uh, with my surfing at one point where I was always like, when so me and Maddie we grew up doing like BMX and motocross and we'd like always build our own bikes with our dad because there's all the maintenance that goes into it and then we'd build our jumps that we'd jump in bmx so like we were always like building stuff and then i got into surfing and i was like i can't fucking build anything i can't build the wave (laughs) i ride i'll buy the board so i found a i actually had a friend who was like a uh trying to get into shaping and i was like dude i'm coming in shaping a board and i still go it's the ugliest thing ever i ride it all the time but (laughs) but it's like uh cook enjoying a meal that you've cooked or whatever you know what i mean so do it no i definitely want to try far out because wilco went up and he did it like because he hasn't for years he and he's like dude it was actually really really fun did you see that one that paul fisher did the the dick (laughs) dick oh my god that was funny hey he actually surfed it okay too i can't believe the mad hueys haven't offered that up on like their online store or something i know far out that was pretty funny so, are you going to try and get back on the world tour this year? or yep, So, you're starting to do... Oh, right, yeah, cool. yeah, for sure. Because um, I didn't know with your... there, it, Surfing is one of those sports where there's such a... Um, like a... It's like surfing and skating and all those... Anything that there's a judge sport, like wakeboarding, where there's like judges discretion, you get a group of people that say, fuck that yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, I don't want sure. I don't want like it being in the hands of the judges. So, I didn't know... If you mm. fell in that category of like, I don't know that, yeah, you know, I, I, I want to just be that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, when I was just like, fuck, why am I competing? What does it all mean? You know, like, why am I traveling around the world doing this? And, you know, it's pretty it's Because you could, get, you could get paid to do it without having to compete. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially like if you're a free mind, you're smart in the way you market yourself as well. You can definitely, and you, there's a lot of different categories that you can... Put yourself you know, yeah, into. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah. I mean... I was like that for a while, but um, now I'm yeah. The fire's like ignited again. I'm fully like hell bent on qualifying for the tour, and and so it was <laughs> the fact that to prepare to surf cow bombing and the bigger waves, you had to like really get in shape and find a new focus, and then that focus you sent then sort of said well, I should apply this now to what I never yeah. did when I was surfing. Yeah, 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 definitely, and. Just, I actually like loved surfing again because because for a while I was just hating it. Like, I what was, about like, it was like? Just oh, was it more the everything like the, the industry com- or the competitive side of it? Oh, like everything. I just it was like over it. I was like over traveling. I was over being away from family and like you got stuff going at home and you feel like you never. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, it's just hard to be away. From it's a family. grind. Yeah, yeah. Well, the QS is quite hard. Like the waves aren't that great usually. But like, I mean, my mindset's definitely changed a lot now. Like I talk about how I was back then, but now I'm super positive about it. And I just see it as an opportunity and I'm like psyched to go to every event and I want to do well and I'm like hungry for it. But back then I was just, my God, it's like the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can definitely relate to like the whole travel thing. I was started traveling in probably like 08 and just always, that's why this is called Gypsy Tales because like that was a joke because everyone's like, oh, Jason Gypsy, he's just cruising around. <laughs> And that's really what it was. And you get you get to a point where you get super used to that lifestyle. And then you it's like weird because you sort of, you're like, oh, I'm over it. But then you're so used to it that 
going back to a normal routine actually gets quite hard. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Far out. If I'm in like one spot for too long, geez, I just like get itchy feet. I'm like, shit, like I need to I go, gotta go somewhere. somewhere gotta yeah. go, I got to go somewhere. I got to do something. <laughs> like, And it's weird too. Like you end up having a weird relationship with holidays uh, yeah. because you'd never really go on a holiday. Like even Maddie said to me the other day, because I was like, oh man, we should do like a film thing where we get like Mikey to come to Cairns and go to like the Outer Reefs and try and find a break and film it. And Maddie's like, why don't we just do it for fun? Yeah, yeah. Because you get so used to this mentality of like <laughs> always producing something, always like, yeah. like for me, it's like creating yeah, something. Yeah, and yeah, then you're always you, trying to, you got something to achieve while you're there. Yeah, yeah. it's never just like a scot-free holiday <laughs> where you're there for absolutely nothing other than just yeah, to yeah. be I don't, with your friends. I don't remember the last time I went anywhere without a board. Yeah, okay. Or a board, one single board, or usually it's about 12 or something, but far out. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I went somewhere without a board. So, how's the qualifying going? How far into it are you? Well, the season's just started. We've had one big event over in Florida. And, oh, the um, waves are pumping there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know, but you've got to take what you can get on the QS. We don't have that many events, so it was an event and it popped up. So, Where was it in Florida? Um, Sebastian Inlet. Yeah. Oh, where so, all the sharks are. Yeah, yeah, and crocodiles and or alligators or whatever. And um, but yeah, well, I mean there was waves, and I mean I had one really good heat, and then I got knocked out, so I didn't get the result I wanted. And then um, we've got a few smaller events over in Australia right now. There's been a couple of one thousand, so they're they're all rated out of like a thousand, well, six thousand being the highest, one thousand yep. being the lowest. And um, yes, yeah, so we've had one six thousand event, a couple of smaller rated ones. Um, the one I'm competing in at the moment, so one thousand. And uh, then we got two more big 6,000s in Australia, which is awesome because it's like, home, you know, homegrown, home and advantage. probably and surfed a lot of those waves before. Yeah, yeah. One's in Newcastle and yep. then um, the other's Manly, so. Do they still call that Surf Fest in Newcastle? Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, yeah, I was there with Matt Hoy once. <laughs> and we, he's a rat bag, eh? Oh, man, he's good. a terror. <laughs> he, um, he's actually coming on the podcast with Mikey Wright. Oh, good. That'll be gonna, so good. Then we, I won't be drinking Red Bull. On <laughs> be drinking, I will be listening to that podcast. I'll be drinking Tall Boys of BB with <laughs> those two terrors. They're like the kindred spirits. They're so connected, eh? Like, they're... Mikey and, and Hoy, like, the, the even the way they surf to the way that they, like, just carry themselves, so that's going to be pretty classic. Yeah, my God. I'll be listening. I'll be listening. But, yeah, we had Matt. Um, so, I was doing work for a motocross team. And then there was, like, this cross-promotion between motocross and surf fest because I think the motocross round was at Raymond Terrace in Newcastle that weekend, and then the surf fest was on as well. So, we got a couple of the boys, motocross boys, to surf, and then we got a couple of surfer boys to ride motocross. <laughs> and so Bo Emerton, he'd surf, he'd rode motos before. Yeah, so like, yeah. Bo, it was Bo's idea, really, because okay. like Oakley was a sponsor oh, of the team. Oh, yep, yep. So then Bo's like, yeah, let's do it. It'll be sick. And Hoy rocks up and we put him on a like 60 horsepower 450, which like, I don't even want to ride. Is that I'm, fast? Is that, oh, I have no idea. So it's, it's like, I've been riding my whole life and I don't want a 450. I don't oh, need that. that. <laughs> it's like, it's like getting on an R1, like an R1 street bike. What's an R1? You know, like the, <laughs> you know those street bike, the fast Yamahas that you see people and like they go by in traffic. Oh, and that makes a real loud noise. Yeah, like a MotoGP yeah, bike. Yeah, I know. Oh, those ones. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know, I know. So it's like putting a dude on that. So, and a dirt track with massive jumps. And so Matt just gets straight on this thing and just goes through, you know, like they got the roller sections, like the whoop de do yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, Just goes, whoop, 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 and just cartwheels this thing straight up. <laughs> so he's a, he's a terror. That's my surf fest memory. Nice, nice. So um, I think we breezed over Cow Bommy. 
that was pretty significant in <laughs> like I guess women surfing in general because that was, you were the first chick that ever surfed that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, f- it's funny. Like all this media came about after it, but that was like never my intention to like go be the first ever. Or yeah. And I ended up breaking like Lane's record. Um, Lane Beachley had held the record up until that point of like the biggest wave ever surfed by Australian female and. Um, people started after that session. Pe- there, you know, there was video and photos, and people started talking about it. Like, shit, is this like maybe the bigger wave and biggest wave ever by an Aussie female? And what was the wave that Lane surfed? Um, I think it might have even because when she was dating uh, Ken Bradshaw, that's who it was. Um, she surfed a lot of bigger waves around Hawaii, like Himalayas and Avalanche. Like the Outer Reef kind yeah, of Yeah, those waves. ones. And she towed those waves. And I think there was a photo somewhere, and I don't know. It was on the cover of a mag, maybe. Um, but then I also... Maybe she went somewhere in Mexico, too. Shit, I don't know. Mexico gets big waves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where that was. But it wasn't Cowboy Me and you beat the record. Exactly. <laughs> so, I guess, like, yeah. So, I guess we sort of strayed off when you were saying that you had six hours to think about it. That'd suck. So, oh, like, yeah. did you have the confidence that you could actually do this? Or was it something where you were like, yeah, I'll do that. And then it happens and you're like, then you start uh, having I mean, to kind of do it. I've always got this thing inside me that just kind of makes me go, I think. And, like, sometimes, like, I, I mean, I have a tendency to, to zone out of certain situations where, or just to switch off. And, like, some people just find it really hard to do that. And I think sometimes that's the thing that, it gives me an advantage when it goes to coming to big waves or like making decisions like that. Cause I'm like, ah, just go. I'll just do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously there's skills you, to back it up. <laughs> yeah. But. but I mean, if you're not scared, there's definitely something wrong with you. Yeah. That's when, you know, all right, maybe I'm a bit, maybe a bit I should tweet, this, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, there was moments where I was just like, holy shit, what am I getting myself into? And I mean, I'd never even seen like a tow board i'd seen them before but i'd never held one before and i hadn't i hadn't got my own tow board so i borrowed someone's tow board um from the goldie billy watson and jj my um boyfriend he was like yeah i'll go get you um i'll organize your tow board we went around there to pick it up and i picked the thing up and i was like fuck this thing isn't gonna float like it was yeah. so heavy and um yeah <laughs> um packed it in the ball bag went over and then like once you arrive in perth you got a three-hour drive down south and then that night, the guy who I was with, Paul Patterson, he's like renowned big wave surfer, like so experienced. And um, he was like, yeah, I'll take you out. Like I'll look after you, set everything up. And he's like setting up his tow board. And he's like a maniac. Like he, he hadn't, he had been injured for like, I can't remember if it was five weeks or five months, but either way, that's a long time to be yeah, injured and out. not been surfing at all. It was first surf back was like 20 foot cow bombing. I was like, oh, some dudes just have that you know? gear, right? Yeah. He's the one that isn't scared. You know, yeah, he's yeah. one of those. And Anyway, he was like up pacing all night. So I was like, he's like, yeah, I can hear it. it's like big. It's got to be big. Like it feels good. And you're like, you know? I don't need like, this, man. Don't tell me yeah. that. And um, <laughs> yeah, we, and we get up and because the wave breaks so far out, you, you have no idea what it's like going to be like. You can kind of, there's one section that you can kind of just see it like breaking, um, like a lookout point when you drive around the corner into Gracetown um, where you launch the ski. But you'd have no, I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. And so we launched the ski and um, we start getting out there and then it's like maybe 15 minutes on the ski. It's like two and a half k's out to sea and um, start getting closer and closer. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that's it there. And um, pull up and the biggest set comes through and holy, it's so loud. Like it sounds like, I don't know, I don't know what bombs going off sounds like, but yeah. it's fucking loud. And um, 
a few of the boys are like already out there and they're like, they're all towing at this point because it was super windy, like real so windy in the morning. So people paddle cow bombing. Oh yeah, people paddle. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, it obviously it gets too big at points to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the swell was like increasing the day. Oh no, was it? Yeah. It was increasing the day we were there and, um, everyone was pretty much towing until the afternoon when it glassed off a bit and a few people, the guy who I was with, Paul Patterson, First surf back, jumps on, paddles out at cow bombing on his like 12-0. And he's like, yeah, first surf in five weeks or something. And I was like, you are a maniac. <laughs> but um, yeah, people mainly tow it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, because it breaks so far out, there's so much water moving that it's so hard to match the speed of that wave. That yeah. Guys are running like 12-0s out there, which and... Like th- Which is pretty big these days now in that big yeah. big uh, wave world. Like guys at Jaws when I was there the last couple of years for the contest, you know, guys like Kai Lenny are riding like 9.8s. Yeah, and it, be Leia rides yeah. real short boards yeah. too. Yeah, and like epoxies and like little swallow tails at the end. Like it's, but that wave, like I mean the last couple of years, the first year was pretty windy at Jaws. This last year just gone was like amazing conditions. Like you just don't get that kind of no wind out there. Like, yeah. Um, Maui's like renowned for wind. And yeah, I mean, the guys are just riding smaller and smaller boards and fully doing turns and, and like stuff. And like taking off under the lip, basically. <laughs> I, know, like. I know. It's crazy. I think one day there will be like, there won't even be like a, a big wave world tour and a world tour. They'll you just know? start going to all It has to, to be. Like, yeah. how, can there, how can you say you're... Of, you, you're the world's best surfer at surfing waves under like 10 foot, you know, like... Or Unless you're John John. Yeah, exactly. And he's you, like the first dude that is like and the world champion. He's like bridging the gap between that, you know, yeah. like what the Eddie, what is it? Yeah, like he, won the, he won the Eddie. Yeah. He won, well, did he win pipe this year? No, he hasn't won pipe. No, that's right. Well, he's yeah, won the, <laughs> he's won the, um, has he won like Triple the Vulcan Pro or no, something you, there? Oh, like, no. Or he's won I nothing I should know there. this. Yeah, I should I as well. But he's world champ. He won the Eddie. He, he rips a pipe Jaws. anyway. He was out at Jaws like on that other swell. Like it's just, he's bridging the gap and I just feel like. Because the sh- dude like Philippe Toledo ain't going to paddle out at Jaws. Well, you know. I mean, we don't know, but I think he went out at YMAO like the other day. I saw something maybe, but um, yeah. yeah it's interesting you say that, that yeah, you think that there will be a point where there's no like, it'll just be, you'll just go to those spots as a part of the tour. Yeah. I mean, like you look at guys like Kyle Lenning is like starting to do calves on the faces out yeah. there and like. It's just, I think there has to be a point where that happens because it's, I even look at, I don't know, I've always thought this, but like, it's like, how can you say you're the best if you're not doing all of it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's just my opinion, but. Maybe they could have like a, like a uh, triple crown within the, so you've got three events of the world big wave and then three events of the world tour. And then if you end up winning a combined points total of that, then you there's another thing that you win. Yeah, yeah, Because that yeah. could be pretty cool because, like, some dudes, man, like, yeah, I, I don't know if Medina's going to go out there. I don't know if, like, yeah. Toledo would go out I and, mean, like... I mean, they might, but... I spoke to Mick after and he's like, mate, you're crazy. You're crazy. No, I'd never go. And I'm like, yeah, you would. You're just saying that, but you would. If you had to. Yeah, Because <laughs> that Code Red Tahiti swell, like, you saw a couple dudes come out, like, Owen... Yeah, which yeah. is like charging it. Josh Kerr, he's yeah, not scared of yeah. big waves. So there is a couple dudes on there. No, there definitely is. There so it'd be cool is. to give them that option. Know, and then yeah. like in those three events, say it's on like the world tour, you give like a Kyle Lenny 
they just get a spot in the world tour for that those three yeah, events. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like get a crossover. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. All right, we're just making moves here on yeah, this no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> be a Red Bull. Sign us be up, that'd be yeah, we're going. We're gonna sign this off. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, back to the back to cowboy. We keep getting distracted, which is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? How deep is that? Where it breaks? Like, does it break onto like a like? It, does it go from super deep water to reef, or is it like? Yeah, so like, con- I'm thinking consequence wise when you come off. Like, what are you sort of dealing with? Well, I mean, you're dealing with a sh- just a shit. lot of water. Yeah, obviously. a lot of water and a lot of power. I haven't heard of anyone hitting the bottom. I don't really want to say I haven't. Well, I haven't, but touch wood, wherever that is. Yeah. Bloody hell, I don't want to be touching the bottom there. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's still breaks in like crazy deep water. It's pretty deep. Yeah, it's really deep. But and like, something about that I don't really like either, you know, like how far down are you really going? Especially, oh, that day too, like I was the only person out there without an inflatable suit. Cause I, didn't ha- I know, because I didn't have one. Come and on, I- JJ. <laughs> no, I know. So I didn't on have one, one and um, all the other boys did. And they obviously I was wearing like a PFD, like a thin PFD. Yeah. But I didn't have like, that that's it, shit, mate. And yeah. I was like, I, I, I got like five waves. And at the, pretty much, except for yeah, two of them I rode out, the other three caught up to me. And I got yeah. like, um, just like jumped off and put my feet out of the straps. But far out like i'd hate to think how deep i was going and like going how long deep. do you think you're under for i don't know i mean it always seems longer, longer when you're under there like it always does but like when you got a heightened heart rate um yeah yeah everything's a lot harder you know and i mean before i even caught my first wave i got three of the biggest waves of like sets on the head of the day and this like should never have happened this was so stupid but um so what happened <laughs> like i was out there and uh, because that big set had just rolled through, it was the first time I'd had to look at the cow bombie. And after that, it was a massive lull. So there was no waves. And because you're so they far... they big lulls out there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know, like, quite where the lineup is. Like, you mm. can kind of tell where littlest swirls, well, you know, 10, 20 foot swirls are like, coming through. Like, yeah, okay, this kind of looks like it. Yeah, it's not a gauge where the big dogs are going to break. Nah, nah. And anyway, so because I, I hadn't really towed with straps before properly, like, I towed with just a regular board, um... The ski driver was like, okay, like you got to get the feel of like getting behind the jet ski with his straps. Like, All right, let's do it. And we're kind of like facing in towards the shore. And um, yeah, I was just fucking around and I couldn't get my feet in the straps. And I was just like, crap, you know. Anyway, and <laughs> try to get up on this one and turn around. He's like, oh shit. Like he's like, hold on. And I like, cause I had never done it before. Like well, he tried to like pull me up out of the water and I cooked it. And then he's like, I'm going to have to leave you. And I turn around and it was like the oh, biggest no. set of the morning. I was just like, fuck, all right, here we go. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, and that's one of those moments when I was talking about before, like maybe if I was like one of those people that think about everything, like, oh, like, you know, I can't turn off my brain that I would have freaked out then. But I was just like, oh, well, this is eh. me now. Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's just something like, I don't know, some weird bit of courage or like That's why you're a professional surfer <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> Something weird, you know. I don't know what it is. Something super weird. And so then you got pumped by that set. Yeah. And, and then like the next one and the one after. But by the time the first one had gone through, I was pretty far like washed in. Uh, but after that, I was like, well, shit, that's, that's the, worst the worst that can yeah. happen, you know. Like, So I may as well just give it a crack now. And I think it was like one of the best things that could have happened because... It just took the edge off. Oh, totally. Totally took the edge off. And I was just like, well, let's do it. <laughs> That is wild to yeah. me to just do that. And oh. like, so then when you like, 
what's the experience of the one that you the ones that you actually did get uh to be honest it's weird because when you're towing in you can't see like how big the wave is like because you're coming in from behind and you're towing in behind the jet ski and they're like, yeah, this is the one. Like, it looks like a sick one. I'm like, stop saying it looks like a bomb or a sick one. Like, yeah, I just, just want, like, tow me in, mate. just, like, just let ease me, go. me in. Anyway, um, you're, like, going, you're kind of, like, they're trying, to, they're trying to tell me, like, when to let go of the rope and stuff and you start essing down the face. I'm like, don't cut back too much, you know, because, you know, you don't want to. Then wanna, you'll get caught yeah, behind yeah. it <laughs> and just get completely pumped. Yeah, yeah. They'll, and, they'll, you know, just, like, you really want to bend your legs because you just want, like, basically, like, survival stance. Yeah. And, um. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's pretty weird because you're like essing down the face of a wave. You don't really know how big it is. And then on my, I remember on my first one, I was like, okay, shit, it started to break because you can obviously hear it so loud. And I just like looked back and I was... How big oh, did that thing look big. when you were on it? Um, When I was like going down the face, like approaching it from behind, not that big. And then as I started to go down the face, I was like, it's taken a while to get down the face here. I was like, this is definitely, definitely one of the bigger ones, bigger waves that I've ever had. Like I've paddled waves before down in Margaret River that have been big, but yeah, it's a different, it's a different deal though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have so much respect for the guys that do it and that dedicate their whole life to it. Like far out. They're so experienced and. Well, that's so, where that whole term comes in like waterman because oh, you can't just be a surfer at that point. No, you just so experienced at so many different things and so many things can go wrong and so many different situations and there's boats and jet skis and V1 suits and, or like the oxygen suits and you've got to replace canisters and like safety and rescues and navigating the lineup and boats. And oh my God, it's just so much. And then you like look at people like Kyle Lenny and he, he's like one of my favorite surfers. I think he's amazing. Like he's amazing. The way he like, I did a GoPro trip uh, last year in June for, yeah. And we were in the Mentwise and he was on it and he like became one of my favorite surfers then the way he like transitions between like sup and kite surfing and um foiling and just even like the distance paddling that he does like he's a he's a full-on athlete yeah he's like amazing amazing the way he just does it so fluidly between each of them is just incredible like after he's like one hands down him and john john and kelly and a couple others are like my favorite surfers he's so good so good um, and then, so when you get back from that trip and the press and all that stuff comes out, what was that like? Because I can, when you say like, oh, I didn't do it for those reasons. I wasn't trying to be the first girl. Like I've, I've worked with enough, enough athletes to know that in the moment, like you don't reflect on what you're doing in the moment because it's not really of any use to you. No, no. no. And then, but it's only like, so when guys retire, they yeah, go yeah. like, fuck, that was a pretty good career. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like when you're in the moment as an athlete that's doing what you're doing, yeah, it, the reflection serves you no purpose. So what was it like to actually complete what you went out there to do? And then you start getting the emails and the TV yeah. and, you know, like, and then did it hit home well, what you actually did? I didn't know how, I didn't think it was, a, you don't can't, you don't know the like the size of the waves that you're catching when you do it as well. So I was like, oh, like, was it that big, you know? And then like, um, one of my friends who was filming out there that day sent me a screen grab and he like messaged it to me and I saw it when my um, friend was driving me to the airport that night and he sent it to me. He's like, here's a couple from today. And I was like, fuck, it was big, eh? <laughs> and um, yeah, so, and then I forwarded it to JJ and he was like, Oh my God. Oh, so he didn't like, go out with you? No, no, he, he didn't come over. He just like oh. fully bombed the swell by myself. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it was really funny. I just, you could, until you see photos and footage from the day and it was like that at Jaws too. Like, yeah, you don't really realise how big it is when you're on the wave, I don't reckon. Like, until you're getting smoked. Like this year I went over the falls at Jaws, like, oh my God. Just like not the situation you want to be in. And was that a different animal to cow bombing? Oops, sorry. No, you're right. Um, What was that, sorry? Was that like a different feeling to getting pumped at cow bombing or just it's oh, the I same as so soon as smoked. they're that big you can like go online and look at it far out i'm like gonna post it one day i don't know it's just so funny <laughs> funny now but at the time um this year before jaws like i was trading so hard and i was really prepared to go back because the year before that i got third and there was 12 girls in it and it was i um yeah, it was like a good achievement for me. And I was so psyched to get back there last year and just like do the best I'd ever done. I really wanted to do well. And then a month out, I tore my MCL and oh. I've been training so hard. And I got invited to back, got invited back. And, you know, they don't just hand out invites to everyone. And I was like, shit, you know, like I'm, so, I'm injured. And it was so hard because like I've been training for it. And then I kind of almost had it taken away from me. Like when yeah. I first did the injury, I did it at D-bar, like two foot D-bar. That's and how I they came, happen. Oh, I was so devastated. Like, I came up the beach, I was fully crying. I was just like, I'm not going to be out of getting Jaws. <laughs> and um, at that point, I really made me realise, though, how much I did want to go. Yeah. Because before that, I was like, far out. Like, this is serious. Because once you'd been once the year before, I knew how serious yeah, it was. Yeah, you knew how real it was. And, but it made that moment, though, as much as it sucked, made me realise how much I really wanted it. But it sucked because... Mentally and physically. Then it just put you on the back, like on oh, the back foot kind of thing. I had like a torn MCL and I was like going to surf like the biggest waves in the world. <laughs> and I was a month out and I'd only surfed once before, or twice before Jaws on a short board going straight. So I just... Just to see if the knee held up kind yeah, of thing. And I, I was kind of in the position where I was like, if I don't go, I might get, not get invited back next year. Like I yeah. have to commit. And so I just committed to it and... Yeah, it was, it was like tough because me, like I trained for it and then mentally I wasn't there. And then anyway, so I was like, all these things were going through my head and flying over and I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Just, just freaking do it. And um, yeah, it was just like in the channel, going out in the boat, you're waiting, you're watching the guys' heats. And then like my, like there's one women's heat this year, like the year before there was 12 women and then they condensed it to six last year, sorry. And um, yeah, so you're waiting out, paddling out for my heat. I'm like, all right, let's just do it. And then, like, they've been so – the heat starts, a couple of the girls catch waves. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to wait for a bomb. <laughs> I'm sitting out there and, like, big big set comes through and it's, like, halfway through the heat. I'm like, shit, i got to go because the heats are an hour long. Don't have that much time. I've got to get, like, a, a bomb. And I start stroking into this one. And I'd only rode this other board, too. It was a 10-4. And I'd only rode it uh, once before this. And, um, yeah, anyway – started I got like one third down the face and then my front foot came off and I just got absolutely lit up like <laughs> just holy I'm like I like cartwheel down the face and because it was the first wave of the set I got the next one on the head and but the first wave of the set I pulled both oxygen canisters because what happened oh, I pulled one first and I was like I want to see how long I can last without it I was like shit all right and I can pull one and I pulled one and then I was like slowly coming up and I was like far out, like just getting ragged old. And um, my board at that point was like full, of, you know, you have these yeah, massive, massive leg rows and the board was just pulling me and I could feel it. And I knew I was deep down because it was like 
fully tombstone. How long is your leash? Um, ten or oh, 12, 12 foot. So twelve. So you got a twenty-four foot. Oh, let's see. Twenty-four foot underwater. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, with the board coming down as well. Oh, like it's deep. Yeah, pretty deep. And I was like, crap, not coming up. Pull the other one, and I finally started to punch through the foam, and I was so inflated that. By the time the next wave came, I couldn't do anything. I was just like, yeah. so I was like, oh, I may as well try and go down. So I like tried to bob down and like, as, as I bobbed down, obviously I bobbed up because I had, was so inflated and the next wave just hits me like square in the face and I just got smoked and rolled all the way in. I didn't know at that point, but um, this jet ski driver like came and picked me up and then I like jumped on the back of the sled, started pulling my board up. I was like, ah, I snapped my board and on the, like. This, oh, really? So I caught a total of like 3.33 waves on that board or something. I was like, damn it. <laughs> you know, those boards aren't cheap And too. I was going to say, yeah. Bloody not hell. Like, not like you can just go to bloody nah. uh, the uh, local rip curl and I get know. one. Because I said, I was like, as soon as I picked it up, I was like, this is a life aboard, you know. This is, one, this of is those... one of those ones I'll have forever. Yeah. I'm never saying that ever again. Not hey. for five minutes. No. I'm just going to pee real quick. Okay. <laughs> That's the first time I've had to pee in a podcast. I was going to say. Sorry. I never do that. So, yeah, you snap your board. Yep. Then what? Oh, and then I get back on the ski where I'm like getting a lift back out. And because I'd used uh, my suit, the V1, the Billabong one, um, has two oxygen canisters. I'd use both. So I um, needed to get those replaced because you can't reuse them. Yeah, you can't go back out without them. And uh, so I get back out into the channel and JJ's there at this point. He's here at Jaws and he's in the channel. And uh, he's like, oh, we could change these. And, like trying to unscrew them because there's so much pressure in there. They're like so hard. And some of the guys are yelling at him like, oh, bro, just unscrew it, y'all. Yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, it's like there's so much pressure. It's so hard. And he's like, unscrew it. It's all you got to do. <laughs> it's like the full pasta yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, here, can you yeah, do this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, anyway, unscrew them, put them back in, swap boards, get back out there, have another crack. But far out. So, it's how just, did you go in that event? Oh, I got six. Just, which, I just... So, they knocked six out. No, no. So, this year, there was only six. Oh, so, last, there was sorry. only six. Yeah, Last okay. year, end of last year, there was only six women. The year before that, there was 12. Um, yeah, so I got six. I was just, like, not happy with my performance at all. Like, it just sucked because, one, I was injured, just mentally and physically, I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I was training so hard before that that I was so psyched for yeah. it. And I just couldn't show what I wanted to do, you know. So it was hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll get another chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fires you up. Yeah. 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 So uh, with that, like, so you're a pretty avid, like, conservationist. Mm -hmm. So I was, like we said before, like, is there anything you want to talk about? And then you're like, ah, the sexism things, like, not, let's not go there, which is (laughs) cool. But one of my other questions, like, if we were going to talk about that is, the conservation side of it is like, is it is that what we should really be worrying about in the surf industry? Is the conservation over all the other oh, bullshit? You know what sure. I mean? Because without, like, if we just keep doing what we're doing to the oceans and there's you're not respecting that environment, then there isn't even room to have like a sexism <laughs> debate. Know. You know what I mean? I know, I know, I know. I was definitely way on the, you know. It's- top priority for me and especially being like surfers we use ocean every single day yeah like we're kind of custodians of the ocean you know and feel like it's kind of our duty to you know protect it and get the word out and do whatever we can and 
<clears throat> for me, it's super important, especially growing up in a place like Australia and especially Western Australia. And like, we have such beautiful coastlines there. And I just like so strongly want to protect it and keep it the way that it is. And yeah, I feel pretty strongly about it. So did the love for the ocean come before surfing or did you get a love for the ocean through surfing? No, I mean, I was always like, I grew up a beach baby pretty much. I got yeah. two younger brothers. My mum and dad um, grew up in West Oz. And they just like take us out of school if it was like a nice day and like we'd just all go to the beach. But ever since I can remember, we'd just be going to the beach. And, yeah. Um, yeah, just spending like all day there. My mum loved it. Well, she loves it. My dad still loves it. He's like the eternal grummet. He's like way more stoked to go surfing than me now, like these days still. Like <laughs> it's so funny. Like he's so stoked to just go surfing. frothing all the oh, time. Oh my God. Yeah. Does he, is he froth when he sees like other pro dudes that he like loves or is he yeah. like one of those dads? But now he's trying to like play, play real cool. cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, I don't care about that now, Floss. I don't really care about pro surfing or any of that. Like I just go, just go surf. I'm like, yeah, dad, you froth sure, so hard mate. on it. Sure, I know. Mate. And it like now, because he used to be really involved in like my junior career and like coaching me and he'd be, he was, you know, he'd oversee everything when I was living back in Western Australia and now I live on the Gold Coast and I've been here for four years and before that I was in Sydney for two years. And so since I've been away, he tries to act like he doesn't really know what's going on or like yeah, he like doesn't really care. Loop, yeah. It's like all or nothing. He's a tourist. So it's like you either want me fully 100% or you don't want me at all. Yeah, yeah. And But he acts like he doesn't, but I know he does because he's like, he'll call me up and he'll be like, yeah, Floss, I, I, how'd you go in your last heat? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got her. I, you know, Mate, you watched it live. Yeah, exactly. No, and he's like, oh, yeah, but um, yeah, at the end, you should have done this and this. I'm like, you just, I know you watched <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Like, anyway, it's pretty funny. Uh, we were just talking today, actually, with uh, the our last guest, Adrian, about the whole, like, dad's not letting go in sports. Oh. Was that like, was there a, literally a point with you and your dad where you were like, all right, I'm a big kid now? Or did he say you're a big kid now? Because like there's guys, like there's still dudes on tour that are in their mid-20s that travel with their whole yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people that works well with, for me and my dad, like I like have, like I appreciate everything he did for me so much, mm. but. Because there is it, a lot of sacrifice on their end. Oh like my massively. God, yeah, so much. And I have two younger brothers too and like they're both really talented at soccer and one um, one's like really incredible and he went to go play in New York and like he's... No shit. Yeah, yeah, he's really, really talented and now he's back in Australia and keep trying to tell him that he should be playing for Perth Glory, but I don't know. Who's another he story. for? Um, he, I want him to play for Perth Glory. Like I bet he's just got back to Australia because he, he got a scholarship to go play over in the US. Like at a college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, in New York and um, now he's back and I'm like, you should... Anyway, this is a different story. But um, for, <laughs> for me and my dad, like it actually took me to move away and now we... we I realise now I'm like, shit, we have a way better relationship. Yeah, now. I was going to say, you well, probably have a better we do, relationship. We do. We totally do. And I think there's a point that only so much your parents can do for you. Like unless they're like studied coaching or like sports psychology yeah. or... or like a strength and conditioning, like unless there's only, there's a certain point where you have to There's move a legitimate on. like expertise that you can yeah. need. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Like I appreciate so much for everything that he's done for me, but like now I have like an, you know, I have a strength and conditioning coach and I have a, I have a um, surf coach as well. And like, there's just that point where you have to, yeah, you move, like you just grow and you, you, 
yeah, you change and your needs are different. Like there the, was a point the where sports, it was good. The sport's hard and competing's hard. And then you don't want, like you want somewhere to go yeah. when the when the shit hits the fan. And if your dad is a part of the shit hitting the fan, oh, or where do you go? Exactly. Then, you That's know how what I mean? it got like that. And I was just like. And I think that people like parents see it as like a bit almost like a mini betrayal not like a full-blown backstab and kind of that kind of betrayal but it's almost like a you don't need me anymore but it's like no nah, i need you but i need you in a different way i just need the dad version of you yeah. for when all this other shit doesn't work right so it's like so i need you it's just not i just don't need you as a surf coach or a you know what i mean and i think that yeah a lot of dads like we see it in a ton of sports that we're involved in where they just can't let go to that it's like yeah be the thing i need now i needed everything up from you when i was a kid yeah but now i'm a professional and i don't need all that stuff but i need a dad yeah yeah no i agree i totally definitely agree it just took me moving actually like literally moving away (laughs) moving away like i moved like for surfing as well because like being in west oz you're so remote over there especially if i when i was basing myself down south like it's another three hours away from perth but um yeah, I'm glad like that it did. I mean, we have such a good relationship now. And it's yeah. way better than what it was before. So that's good. And so what um what kind of activism stuff are you involved with? So What like what's what's the real passion there for you with that? Well, for me, I mean, I always try and do like as much as I can. Um whenever I have a bit of t- like if I have time or whatever, but um, I'm like a, an ambassador for the MSC, which is like the Marine Stew- Stewardship Council. And they're the governing body for sustainable seafood. And um, I've done it. It's been cool because I've been able to combine like my passion for art and then also ocean conservation. And um, down at Bondi there, they have the big, um, like that big wall. Like yeah, yeah, I've seen sort of the mural thing. Yeah, and I've there. done that like two years in a, or three years in a row now and like created a different mural to raise um, awareness for World Oceans Day and so that's been really cool because that's like two passions and um, all the team there are really cool and they're really nice to work with. Um, what else? I did a trip to the Galapagos. This was like a few years ago now. This was back in 2013, but it was awesome. It was actually with Kentucky, but they'd set it up with um, shark savers and we went and like dived with all these like amazing sharks up there. Galapagos that, they've sharks. got a bunch of species that are like, uh, na- like only yeah. found in the Galapagos. Yeah, yeah, endemic, right? yeah, to the yeah. area. And there's like Galapagos sharks, there's hammerheads there. And like the place that we went and um, snorkeled and dived was incredible. Like massive schools. It's like David Attenborough style. Like I, it was crazy. It was like one of the best things I've ever done. But basically what we're doing there is like counting sharks and oh, like yeah. citizen, citizen science. And you, be, you can go around anywhere you go in the world. If you're like an avid diver or snorkeler or whatever, and you're in Fiji or Tahiti, you can like log onto this like website. and. Tr- um, so what's the website? Uh, shark Savers. And you can like lodge your information there and like just t- set, um, write what you saw or whatever. But um, it, that was a really cool trip. And we went on that trip with uh, Celine Cousteau, who's Jacques, Jacques Cousteau's granddaughter. So no and she's way. like an amazing, you know, conserva- well, conservationist. So just even like being around her and listening to what she had to say was like incredible. So that was really, really cool. So trip. is that, is the platform that you've got through surfing is, I mean... Because I think you definitely see people that like all it is is like, yep, pay me to be in surfing. I'll post some Instagrams. I'll do some trips. I'll cruise around the world. This is a dope lifestyle. And that's kind of where it stops. Yep. And are you like, so you're pretty um, passionate about actually using your platform for something. 
Well, definitely. I mean, uh, even more and more now, like, just so sick and tired of, like, how fake it can get to, you know, and, like, it's just such a highlight reel and I just, like, this year is, like, a year for me to get more real and just just tell it how it is a bit more and, like, you don't always have to be happy, you don't always have to yeah. be sad and especially, like, uh, you know, there's so many young impressionable girls and not even young, just women everywhere and men, like, it's just nice now just for me to be like shit you know just <laughs> say what you feel because i don't know it's just nice it's nice and i've got like amazing responses from that too you know and actually cause, because you know i'm sure everyone goes on social media and just like starts scrolling and like you always like how often do you get off that thing feeling better about yourself or something you know so oh, like yeah, it's nice for me point. to like get positive responses back from people or like, oh, that, you know, that was really cool or like, and they're sharing their stories or like anything like that. It's been really good. And like, especially if I can like promote conserv- ocean conservation or conservation or any kind of positive message, I'm always going to try and do that for sure. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely, I mean, when you look at how long social media has been around, it's like just so new that you really it's like if you like when you are trying to prove a new drug for the fda (laughs) there's like an approval process of years to see what it does to human consumption yeah yeah. like facebook and instagram they don't have to do none of that shit they just like let it out like hey go for it guys so it's like we're in a time like so have you i guess have you seen that in your experience, have you seen like a negative side of it to where you're like i don't know if i'm on board with that side of it anymore yeah yeah i mean just I mean, definitely there's negatives to it, but I think there's a lot of positives as well. Like I've met some really cool people through it too and like found some amazing things that I never would have found before if it wasn't for social media. But um, well, it's I'm just, just like, like, it's a tool, right? You can build a hammer or you can build a, an orphan a house with a hammer or you can hit someone in the head with it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's, you know, it's just how you use it. <laughs> in a weird analogy, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, not really, but... <laughs> no, not hitting, not hitting someone ever the hammer's funny, but... Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just... I'm pretty, like, careful in what I endorse on there, too, I guess, as well. Like, so much bullshit on there. Yeah. Like, I really am going to be using the product if I'm... If I am endorsing it, you know. Like, I'm pretty picky now, too. I'm not just going to say yes to everything because it's just stupid, I think. Yeah, and I guess there's no... Like you said, you've got positive feedback now out of it. And yeah. like Yeah, it's interesting. I've never really had anyone say like, do you feel better when you get off of like a scroll? Because oh, it's like, you, you're right. It's like, it doesn't really do that much. No, it's just so much of people's highlight reels. It's just that snapshot in time. And I'm just like, I just try and find, and like, it's so easy for like people to just like, get so obsessed with like trying to be like this or look like this or be like like now I'm just trying to find like real proper role models like people that actually inspire me for what they do and like yeah like it's it's but Instagram's great for that too (laughs) yeah I don't know so is Facebook it's it's good and bad just good for what good what could people I think like one of the hurdles for conservation is people like I'm just one person I can't do you know what I mean? I can't make a change or whatever. So like in your experience with the stuff that you've done, like say it's like, so let's play devil's advocate of like, oh, well, I'm not flick with 150, whatever thousand followers. Like what can I do? So it's like, have you experienced things that, yeah, one person can do? Like you said, you know, go and count wildlife. Yeah. I mean, that's like like a perfect example, you know, even just like, 
Like, where should the average Joe start if they're like I mean, listening even, to this? Yeah, I mean, even things like <laughs> I do it every time I'm at the beach. Like, even just taking three pieces of rubbish, you know, like anything you see, like even small things like that really do make a difference. Like, it's yeah, it's crazy, you know, like. Yeah, every time I go to the beach, I do that. And, you know, I could always easily just think, oh, I won't pick that up. Someone else not will do it. You know, yeah. not mine. But just little things like that definitely make a difference. And we all started to do it. Really would make a difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When did you get into the art side of things? Um, so my dad's an artist. He's a ceramicist. And he's been doing it for like 20, 23 years. And he's like amazing. He's incredible. Does he have an Instagram? No, <laughs> no. We can plug him, mate. No, no, he doesn't. But his name's Warwick Palmateer. But um, he he works for another artist named Pippin Drysdale. And she's like world-renowned ceramic, ceramicist. And uh, my dad throws the form on the on the wheel and she glazes it. So she paints it. Um, but if you her work is at, well, absolutely incredible. What kind, of stuff do they, what kind of stuff do they do? Um, so it's like... Uh, Okay, it's all inspired by like the topography of like the West Australian coastline or like the Northern um, Northern Territory on like Australian outback and there's like a lot of earthy colours, but it's the form that's so amazing. Like they're perfectly thrown and my dad's eye for perfection is like incredible and they're thrown with porcelain and they when you like buy, a, like you buy an installation, so there'll be like a set of like ceramics Um yeah, I know you just need to go Google it far out. I'll put it. I'll pull it up on the like the when I do the edit. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll pull it that. up on yeah, the thing so people can actually see it. It's like insane, and um, so he's done that for so many years, and he passed that on to me. Like, like, yeah, passed that on to me. Like, and my mum studied fashion design um, when I was younger too. So it was like always just something that was encouraged, and I'd always just loved doing it. And I've done it. I was doing art before I was surfing. Like. It's like, it's just as much of a passion of mine yep. as what surfing is. And um, yeah, so I've, that's where it all started. And then my brothers are pretty artistic too, but they just never really do it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but now that I'm surfing so much, I don't have that much time for it. But. but so like, I've seen stuff where you've like painted your boards and you've done like, um, you did like some inlays and things yeah, like that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, I mean, so a few years back when I had my whole like, I hate surfing a yeah. year and a half. <laughs> that, um, not really surfing. Spoiled, you, know. you spoiled brat moment. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'll just surf. I need to find the love again. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I just got fully engrossed in art, which was really cool. And, um, had a solo exhibition in Sydney, in Paddington. And, like, that was cool to actually work towards, like, a whole bit, like, like a date and yeah. time and, like, put a body of work together. So that was really cool. And then I got to take that same exhibition over to Margaret River in Western Australia and have it there, which was also awesome because I had people that I hadn't seen in like 10 years, like drive down south to Margaret River and they, it was crazy. There was like 150 people there. It was nuts. Um, it was at a winery, um, Cape Mantel, and it was just like an awesome night. It was like one of the best nights of my life. Like my family was there and like people I hadn't seen in years and friends and like it was on during um, – when the world tour was there. Oh, so like yeah. a lot of those girls came as well. So it was really cool. Like um, Carissa Moore and like Alessa Quizon came and Courtney Conalog came. And so just even to have the sport of those girls there as well was awesome. Um, but it, yeah, now I, 
I'm just so engrossed in surfing that I haven't had time for it. But I've got so many different ideas that I want to do and um, just going to have to find the time. So I don't know when, but... <laughs> Was it cool to, like... Because I guess when you're a professional athlete, you kind of expect to receive praise and accolades for surfing. So it sort of like just comes with the territory to where like you, it's like we are saying before, you're not really reflecting while you're in it. And then, you know, you might win a heat, you might do this or people will show up to watch your contest. You kind of just expect that. Yeah, so is yeah. there like a different gratification well, that comes out of the art side of it? Because it's like, you're not famous for art. No, no. So was that like, is that why it was maybe more special to you? Yeah, it was good, but I mean, it's funny, like, when someone, when one of the girls who's competing, like, yeah, it's really good, like, you know, they actually mean it, rather than, yeah, your wave was really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> but um, it's genuine, and people, like, I don't know, it feels good, it's just, I'm so passionate about it, and because I'd put all my energy into it, and it's all me, like, surfing's all me too, but it's just different, it's so different, it's ref- it was refreshing for me to yeah. do that. Because I've surfed my whole life and put all my energy into it and so much sacrifice and then to just stop like focusing so much on one thing and do that was really like gratifying. Oh, is that a word? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was really good. It's just, and there was something different too. And I was like learning as I was doing it. So not with surfing that you're always learning and surfing, but with something It's to new, a different thing. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, there's so much more I want to do and learn that yeah, I'm excited for the future. But right now, surfing's like my focus. So just paint some boards until you can get another. <laughs> if another I have, I don't even going. have time to paint boards anymore. <laughs> so um, with the you, you're saying like right uh, before you're saying you're going to go from here to the um, to that recovery center. Oh yeah. Tell us about that because that's uh, I, I might actually come and go down there and check that out. Yeah, you should. It's so good. Seriously. Will it help so, my ribs? Oh, yeah, it probably, well, I don't know, it's probably bruising, so I'm not sure about that. But, sorry, I've got like a tap nose. Um, yeah, you, that's from bloody all the jaws yeah, no. and just, <laughs> just smashing up No, there. it's from my heat today. No, it probably is. And, um, yeah, what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, so this uh, place, P3, Sports and Recovery. So where is that? Um, on Courtland Drive in Burley. And uh, it's amazing. So they've just opened up maybe about four months ago. And um, it's right behind the gym that I train at, Elevation, which is awesome. So is I can... that what you train at, Maddie? Oh, he's, he's locked in. Oh. He's what? I think Maddie <laughs> trains there as well. Yeah, that's where Maddie trains. Yeah, so you can like go to Elevation there. And then just around the corner is P3. And oh my God, it's like the best combo ever. So you what can, have like... they got in there? So inside P3, um, they've got a bunch of different stuff. They've got wet and dry therapy. Wet therapy is four big like pools so there's a ice ice pool hot pool ice magnesium and hot magnesium and you can alternate between all four and that's what i'm about to go and do because i've just been on the conveyor belt out it (laughs) surfing so i'm gonna do that and then they've also got a hyperbaric chamber in there they've got a vibrosauna in there and they've got this massive room with um I don't even know what it's... Oh, they got like pro ice in this massive room. So it's like a, set up like a big cinema. They've got all these big comfy chairs and then they've got like Foxtel and then they, you can go sit in the chairs. I don't know if you've seen like the footy players do it and they sit in the chairs with like the big bags yeah, on their yeah, arms yep, and yep. stuff. Um, so they got that in there as well. And, and that I'm, just pumps like cold fluid through the things, right? Those, and it compresses like, them comp- as well. That, those, yeah. The airbag things compress you. But then I, when I did my knee, I was in there. Heat, well, I did a lot of pro ice. And so that pumps like ice cold water continually around your knee and then it compresses it at the same time yeah 
which is really good. But um, those guys have been amazing, like far out, especially um, before I went to Jaws, I was there every single day. I was in the hyperbaric chamber and I was in the wet therapy. And um, But it's like incredible because you can train as hard as you want to go and then just jump, go to P3. And then the next day, like you're not nowhere near sore, if not sore at all. Like it's, it's crazy. I miss it so much when I'm traveling because I'll do a workout and then the next day I'm like all stiff and sore. And like, you know, obviously I try and stretch and roll out, but far out having that right there is just amazing. And so close to where I live in Berlin is just incredible. Like, um, the magnesium baths are so to cook, <laughs> like so good. Like, I just, at the end of my session, I just sit in the hot magnesium for like ages and I just like bliss out. It's so good. It's good for like muscle recovery and promote, um, promoting oxygen and then jumping back and forth between the um, uh, hot bath and, and the heat, uh, ice bath and the heat on the hot bath creates like a muscle pump effect. So it starts pumping the blood around your muscles and it reduces lactic acid. So that's, yeah, it's amazing for if you've just done a really hard session. And also just really good for like, I find like jet lag and um, even just like, <laughs> probably if you hang over too, <laughs> snap you straight out of it. But um, yeah, the magnesium is awesome. Good for stress and anxiety and just like really blisses you out. I'm about to go do that. And I'm so excited. Is, so um, is that cool? Like a part of, I guess we were saying the whole social media thing. Like that's one of the reasons I like doing the podcast is just like giving people info. Yeah. A lot of people are pretty busy to the point where it's like you don't really have time to you know you're not sitting and researching a lot of different stuff so it's like if you can just give people these little tidbits of information and if it resonates with them then it's like oh maybe i should google that maybe i should look into that yeah yeah. so it's like is that a pretty cool part about your platform is like spreading i guess oh, things always had yeah. like a wellness kind of image associated to it yeah so is that like a part of a met like the message you're stoked to really help people feel better oh my god yeah like especially like places like that like they're all just health and well-being and this place is incredible seriously like not even like you don't even, you don't have to be injured just to go there like i think a lot of people may, might think oh it's only if you're injured but far out you're gonna feel 20 times better if you're going there every week than you if you're not it's just like yeah i reckon it makes me a happier person too it makes my skin glow like it's so good it's like it's god I wish there was one in every state or like every record. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... Well, it's it's definitely getting bigger. Like the whole cryotherapy thing's getting bigger. The whole like float tanks. Yeah. Like I and I just think general wellness, like people being interested in wellness, is getting better. And I've, I, honestly, social media I think is like a huge part of that because people you're seeing what athlete. I guess it's that's part of being an athlete is with the whole Instagram world now. You can see what these guys are doing. Yeah. So like before that was so. Um, locker yeah, room yeah, kind of deal well yeah. that's a thing like how much do you want to share on there because you don't want you to have the advantage, advantage yeah. you know and i'm real careful about what i do there too like i i don't want to share what i'm doing when i'm training but like p3 i feel like it's something that <laughs> everyone help a lot of people you know like it is amazing and I, I love it so much like but yeah i mean i'm pretty selective with i don't want to give too much away like they're your secrets you need to like keep some of it but um yeah, I mean, it, I know what you mean. Everything is a lot more accessible. Every now and then I'll post something, but pretty selective. Yeah, try <laughs> to keep it under wraps. Um, Got to so, have an advantage. So what is, what's your year looking like? First of Feb. Oh, we should probably shouldn't say we're recording. I guess, oh, it's going to release it Monday. It's all good. <laughs> but like, what's a, what's your year kind of looking like? What What's best case scenario this year for you? Um, qualify for the world tour. It's one of my goals. 
So what's like, I guess, obviously we said you got to do the QS, but where, yeah. what countries are you going to? So, what's that sort of? Um, QS, there's like seven big events, which are the 6,000s. And um, next two are in Australia, Newcastle, Manly. And then I have three weeks off and then I head to Western Australia. And I've got a spot in the trials there for the World Tour event. Hopefully win that, get into the main event. And then... Um, do you get points if you yeah, get you into the main yeah. event? Yeah, you get points. So if you got like... So, th- no, sorry. If you're in the main event, say you win the main the WSL event, then does that qualify in, or does that add to your QS total? Yeah, so if you... So if I got like four wild cards into four World Tour events and I won them all and I finished in the top 10 on the World Tour, I qualify for the tour. No shit. Yeah. So yeah. there's big incentive to do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's hard to get wild cards into every event. Like... I get WA because I'm from there yeah. and they have the trials there. Like Snapper, it's like real hard to get into. Like they, I'm pretty sure Roxy get like four spots. WSL get two. Like Snapper board riders get two or whatever. Like it's real hard to get in there. But um, yeah, yeah, you can. Um, and then, yeah, so over to Margaret River. And then I usually spend a bit of time there because I don't get back there that much. Usually once or twice a year. It's not enough. Mm. <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> then where? Oh, and then over to Mexico. That's the next big event. So it'll be fun. And then up to California, Oceanside, um, which is just just north of San Diego there. And then... Where does it... Do they run it on the south of the pier there? South of the pier, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which can get good. Can, can. One year I was there, it was good. Yeah. Every other year has been pretty small, but that's what, that's where I learned to surf. Oh, was really? Yeah. Oh my and god! And I used to surf the pier because I we we grew up in Cairns, so I'd yeah. never surfed in my life. And then when I moved to America in like uh, twenty eleven, then my buddies that I lived with were from Sydney and they surfed. So I was like, oh, I went down to Jack Surfboards, bought a secondhand surfboard, and then spent every single day at Oceanside <laughs> just grinding. But I found out after a while that like that Oceanside Harbour is actually a lot better. Oh, that the left there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes off the the break wall. But they've changed it all now. Like it's terrible. They they dredged all the sand out of it. Oh. So like no, you yeah, no one really surfs there. But that that place used to be sick. Yeah. So um, Oceanside was my jam. Far out, eh? Oceanside. It's I feel like Oceanside's kind of getting kind of trendy. Wait, it's now. on its way yeah, it up. Is. In I a know. Big t- yeah, I know. big way. If I could buy property in California right now. I would have, I'd buy an Oceanside. Yeah. And I've said that from like ages because before, man, you couldn't even get a coffee there. Like there wasn't even nah. a Starbucks in Oceanside. Nah. And it's trendy now. And it's cool. Like, and it's so close to San Diego. Then you've got, uh, it's like really the only spot between um, San Clemente. Like that's the first town is Oceanside. And then you've got Encinitas, Carlsbad. So like you got to think people that commute. Oceanside's the spot. Yeah. And it yeah. does get good waves where the, yeah, yeah. on the oh, coastline. Oh, Encinitas is near there too. Yep. Like it's, I feel like it's a good area too. Well, it's getting better. I, I picked up on that last time I was there. I was like, hmm, I feel like it's getting trendy. I got a bunch of friends that live there now that grew up in like Encinitas and Carlsbad. Like and they live locals. in Oceanside. Yeah, because, well, they can't afford to, they couldn't yeah. afford to buy anything in yeah. Carlsbad or Encinitas. So they just, they got loans to buy apartments and stuff in Oceanside. Yeah. A couple of them are like flipping them now and they're actually like starting to... Wow. Like, because everything's, yeah, going up there. So it's a pretty nice spot. I just got a van in the States and I'm going to... So because I'm up in LA. Yeah. So, and then I do a ton of golf work and the whole oh, okay. golf work, the whole golf industry is in Carlsbad. So oh. I've got a... So I'm like, I was kind of torn between like, do I move to Carlsbad? Do I stay in LA? So I got a van. So that's Carlsbad State Beach. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yep. going to park there for like two, three days a week, me nice. and my girlfriend, dog, and nice. do that whole thing. So I try and get the best of both worlds. Nice. Because it is pretty cool down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like being down. Uh, Encinitas is a cool town. Yeah, eh? yeah. Far out. It's really cool. Really cool. Good food. Lots of yoga spots. Yeah, there's it. Yeah, that's a pretty rad little little yeah. community. So, um, so where can people find you? Sponsors. Let's do the little plug thing at the end here. Tell people some <laughs> cool stuff you got going on. Like, yeah, get some shout outs going. Well, if you want to see more, you can check me out on Insta, and it's just at Flick Um Facebook's the same, and. That's about it, really. That's all I got. Who's the main sponos? Wow. <laughs> Give us the spono wow. plug. I mean, my main sponsor is Billabog, and they've been amazing. So go and buy some bikinis, girls, wow. guys, if you're in I mean, they're good. They're bloody good. I've been with them since I've been 13, 14. So, mean, real supportive. I love them. And they're good. Supportive for everything. When I didn't want to compete, when I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Channel Islands, surfboards. Very good. Nudie juice. What's nudie juice? Nudie juice is amazing. What Have you not it? tried it? No. What is it? My God. Do yourself a favor. Where can I buy it? Woolworths or Coles. All right. Do it. It's amazing. What's it, it all about? No nasties. Tagline. Well, taglines are creators of good and no nasties. So no bullshit in their juices. And um, all their products are really tasty. So good. Orange juices, veggie juices. Like just really good. Coconut yogurts. They're so good. Fresh juice section. Mm-mm, get on it. All right, cool. Yep. I'll check that out. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, oh, you can see some more stuff at 24, which is cool. I oh, post like, ex- yeah, I post exclusive content there um, a few times a month. So you can check that out. So that's an app, right? Yep. It's so an you app. just go to the app store. Yeah, yep. Download the app and then you'll be able to see a um, few bits of things that I don't post anywhere else. So it's just exclusive to there, which is pretty cool. And then... Um, you got a YouTube channel and stuff as well? Yeah, do I do, do but I don't go there at the moment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just still deciding if I'm going to like pursue that avenue or not. It's just yeah. a lot of work. It is a lot out. of work. A lot of work. But um, we'll see. There's a few things on there if you want to check it out. But new, new website coming maybe? Yes. I don't know. Soon, soon, soon. So, we'll... Alpine group. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Sweet. Well, I think, well, what have we done? Hour and something, something. So really appreciate you coming in, making time for us. I know you smoked. I can, I can, uh, I can testify that the sweep is ridiculous. And I stayed in bed this morning (laughs) when I got asked to surf. So I know where you're at right now. Uh, Appreciate you coming in. Enjoy your P3 sesh and let's do it again sometime. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No dramas. Thanks. You bloody legend. No worries. This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.